Hello, friends. Welcome to Level Up with Debbie Neal. I am your host. There is nowhere I would rather be than right here, right now with you. This podcast is all about leveling up in all aspects of our lives. Thank you for being here. I am so grateful. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Together, we are leveling up. You ready? This episode of Level Up is brought to you by Transistor.fm. You want to start your own podcast? We use Transistor.fm to publish each episode of Level Up, and they help us distribute it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It can seem complicated to launch a podcast, but Transistor makes it super easy to get set up and start posting. They also give us stats on our most popular episodes. I love tracking the analytics and seeing which episodes you guys are loving the most so I can create better content for you. So if you have a podcast idea and want to get started, you can use Transistor as your host account and you can get 15% off your first year when you sign up at transistor.fm slash level up, T-R-A-N-S-I-S-T-O-R dot F-M slash level up. Again, that's transistor.fm slash level up for 15% off your first year. Hello, my Level Up family. Last week, we had fun. I hope you had fun. We spoke about vision boards. And if you didn't listen to that episode, you want to go back and listen to it because our vision is everything. Like, So we spoke about what are vision boards, why are they important, how to make an effective and intentional vision board, where to put it, and how, how often to make one. Our vision board is our life's coming attraction. So it's beyond powerful as you watch your vision unfold and manifest. This week, we're going to talk about world-class thinking and middle-class thinking, okay? And so you might hear things like middle-class thinking, world-class thinking, and maybe think income levels. Like, right, we might think middle-class as income or world-class as income, and it has nothing to do with that. It's actually totally different. However, we do know that our thinking creates our life and our success or our lack of success, where does it begin? It begins in our mind. So today we're going to be going over 10 characteristics of world-class thinking versus middle-class thinking. And we're going to have some fun because sometimes I know when I first heard this and I was like, because it's actually middle-class thinking, upper-class thinking, and world-class thinking, but that would be a whole long episode. Okay. And so I remember like thinking, okay, I'm in this category. I'm in this category. Now that the goal right, is to grow into world-class thinking. So I'm going to go over some characteristics of world-class thinking versus middle-class thinking. And as you listen, think about where you are, like what is your level today? Because our goal as leaders is to grow into world-class thinkers. So world-class thinkers, they're not born, they evolve, okay? We are here, every one of us are here because we know the name of the podcast, right? We're here to level up. We are here to become world-class thinkers. And so no matter what you do for a living, this is the goal. And there is a difference between success and greatness. World-class thinkers 
are constant creators. We're visionaries. We see what we want. When anything arises that doesn't go our way, we don't blame. We don't justify. We look within. We know that we're not only part of the solution, we know that we are always part of the problem. Okay? So we're going to go over 10 characteristics. One, middle-class thinkers avoid risks and... World-class thinkers know that risk is unavoidable, okay? So managing risk is one of the important things we do as a leader. We take risks. We handle risks. World-class thinkers know it's a learning process, right? Sometimes we don't wait till those wings are formed. We grow them on our way down. World-class thinkers don't keep their boats on the shore of safety. They raise their sails. They set sail knowing that they will prevail even if the waters are rocky. World-class thinkers know that nothing happens worthwhile inside of our comfort zone. And middle-class thinkers, they don't want to rock the boat. They fear rough waters. They tend to stay on shore. And you know what ends up happening, especially if we look at like business, they're living status quo. They're living under their potential because they're playing it safe. Number two, middle-class thinkers, they focus on having world-class thinkers focus on being. So if you kind of look at one is like a possession versus an energy, okay? So think about, excuse me, think about leveling up. How do we create success? It isn't the title. I mean, a lot of us, I know, again, there's that other thinking, upper-class thinker. Like when I started my business, I was an upper-class thinker. Like I was driven. I was, I was getting it. I was obsessed about the title. And then when I grew to the title, it was all my learning to become an upper-class thinker versus a world-class thinker came there. So it isn't about the title for world-class. It isn't about the income. It's about, now don't get me wrong. I love making a nice income. Successful people like making a nice income, but it's about being, being the person who has the ability, the skills, the belief, the passion, and the energy to create not only the business, but anything they desire in life. We don't become and have what we want in life. Remember, going back to the law of attraction, wanting is the lowest form of thinking. We attract and we become what we are being. So creating success is being a leader on and off the field, right? And I'm not just talking about in sports, on and off. You, you, you run a business on and off, right? If you're an athlete on or off, it's being that person that people want to follow. It's showing up like a leader in and out of your professional life. You cannot become excellence professionally if we're being lazy or taking shortcuts or lacking discipline in our personal life, it is all connected and world-class thinkers, they know this. Okay. Number three, middle-class thinkers see themselves as victims. This happened to me. That happened to me. If this didn't happen, I would be here. Okay. World-class thinkers see themselves as responsible. We know we are responsible for our life our success, 
our thinking, our results. Nothing happens to us. In fact, I have learned this firsthand. Everything happens for us. Sometimes when we're in that moment, we can't see it. We don't feel it. But when something doesn't go our way, the goal is not to blame. What can we learn? Have you heard the saying, right? And I think John Maxwell has a book titled this, you can win or you can learn. Have you heard, right? So you've heard that saying, right? We don't lose on our journey to leveling up. We look within. What was the lesson? How can we improve? How can we better prepare? Middle-class thinkers look around, right? So they might say things like this. Well, you know, if Susie, I'm making up names, would have done this, then of course we would have done this. So like, in other words, Susie's to blame that the team didn't meet the result. If Tom would have said, if Tom would have done what he said he was going to do, then we would have, right? In this event or or th- this event or this deal would have gone through, we would have, right? So these are the type of things that middle-class thinkers say. They're looking externally. They're blaming. They're not realizing, huh, maybe I could have done more. Maybe I could have like leaned in, leveled up, and like all the other people I wouldn't have relied on them. Maybe I should have led them. Maybe I should have been planning, over planning, do more, prepare for stuff. And I'm putting stuff in quotations because it always happens. Once you take full responsibility, I'm not talking about full credit, okay? Because nobody rises to the top on on your own efforts. But I'm talking about full responsibility. Like if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I'm going to do the most. Once you take that for your life, your success, the game changes. Okay. Number four, middle-class thinkers get frustrated. I love this. And world-class thinkers are grateful. World-class thinkers know that when we're faced with issues, with obstacles, with setbacks, with situations, it's part of success. It's part of growth. Like leaders are problem solvers. You know your level of leadership when you see how an issue that arises affects you. You also know your level of leadership when you see how long that issue, how long you allow it to even be present. Okay. World-class thinkers know that being frustrated is a waste of energy. They also know that being frustrated brings on more frustration. World-class thinkers know being grateful brings on more things to be grateful for, even in the midst of adversity. What can we be grateful for? What did we learn? Like every time we overcome something, okay, now we learned how to overcome that, right? Law of attraction, it's always in motion. We create our lives through our thinking and our feeling, okay? Number five, middle-class thinkers are ego-driven. Me, 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 me. What's in it for me? How will this help me? Maybe I'll put in the extra effort if I know that I can grow to the next level ego. I'm not going to go for it because what if I miss it? Ego. Okay. How will this help me? World-class thinkers, they're spirit driven and ego 
is not what drives results. World-class thinkers know this. Spirit is broken from time to time, but spirit has a much greater sustainability over time. Spirit overcomes negativity and it's not fed by negativity. When a team or a person is focused on ego, it is self-serving. Okay, number six, middle-class thinkers focus on problems, okay? World-class thinkers focus on solution. You guys, what we focus on grows. What we give energy to, we feed. You can feed a problem or you can starve a problem. You can feed a solution, you can starve a solution or not even look for solution. What we focus on grows. When we focus on problems, boom, more problems appear. Look at that magic trick. Okay. When we focus on solutions, they always appear. There's always a solution. World-class thinkers are constant creators. We see what we want. We're visionaries. We don't see problems. We see simply opportunities to use everything we've learned in our leadership journey to navigate. We navigate and we grow through all of it. Number seven, middle-class thinkers think they know it all. World-class thinkers are always eager to learn. Okay. So let's use personal growth for a moment. Okay. And let's be really real. No one knows the truth right now. I'm calling on you. Okay. We talk about, I don't care what you do for a living, reading, podcasts, journaling, affirmations, feeding your mind and your heart with positivity is unbelievable. Now you guys are listening to a podcast, so you know the importance of this, but world-class thinkers are always doing personal growth, okay? They're obsessed about it. It's part of their day. It's part of their routine. They don't need to be asked. They don't need to be reminded. They're expanding. They're absorbing. There isn't a time they aren't growing. Middle-class thinkers, they read occasionally. What's in it for me? Again, goes back to ego-driven. I'm, I'm obsessed about a promotion. Let me read. I'm obsessed about earning this. Let me read. They read a book and then they think they know it all. Like I have, I have personally read The Secret and The Power. I don't even know a hundred times, maybe more. Okay. It's a daily thing, but I know people that have, and I'm just using those books. It could be any book that's really good. Like they've read it once five years ago and they think they're good. Like I'm at the top of my field with an eternity to learn. My brain and heart desire new knowledge to expand every single day. I know that I have a ton more to learn and the world changes every day. What I did to grow to the top, what you did to grow, isn't what it takes to stay there, right? Or expand from there. It's always the new ways. So you want to be open to learning because we do not know it all and the new lessons are so valuable. Okay, number eight, middle-class thinkers are boastful. They're looking for mirrors. They want attention. They draw comparisons. They crave success and they overlook greatness. And you guys, I'm, I'm getting a little real here, a little, little vulnerable, okay? Probably back in 2006 to about 2009, I fell in this category and there's nothing wrong with it. But when you know better, you do better, right? And I remember when I first heard that description, I was like, wait a minute, that can't be me. 
Like, it can't be me. And then I was like, you know what, Deb? It is you. Like it is, you are looking for mirrors. You, you, you don't meet my intention wasn't to be boastful, but I was looking for, you're amazing. Great job. Right. I was craving success and accolades because there was something inside of me that I needed to grow, but I was overlooking greatness. I was overlooking significance. I was overlooking impact. Okay. And that's where I say, when you when you when you see yourself in a category, you're like, huh, okay. Knowledge is power. How can you grow from where you are to world class and beyond? World class thinkers, they're humble. Everyone loves getting praise. Like, of course, it feels amazing. Everybody's wearing a neon sign that says, make me feel important. World class thinkers know that everything is achieved that is achieved is a combined effort. And being humble is a virtue of strength. This attracts others to want to join you. True greatness is wrapped in humility. A world-class thinker does not crave the spotlight. In fact, they're dying to be thrown out of the spotlight. They'd love nothing more than to empower more leaders to take that light. World-class thinkers empower leaders and share the accolades. Number nine, middle-class thinkers deny their intuition and world-class thinkers embrace their intuition, okay? So intuition is fed like a never-ending belief. You know, this for me, I'm finding grows And it has been growing exponentially the last few years. And I do have a few leaders that will say to me, like, I cannot believe your intuition. I cannot believe, like, the things that you know. It's almost like witch-like. It's not that, but it's the more you're able to rise above and kind of look down at 360 degrees and absorb the whole situation and know what's going on and 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 have a meeting with somebody or a lunch with someone and you get to know so much about them without a word even coming out of their mouth. You learn this on your journey. When we deny our intuition, it stems back to our lack of belief. As a result, we begin to overthink and doubt. There's also a level of insecurity attached when you're not going with your intuition. When we overthink, it overrides our intuition. Our intuition steers us through challenges. This is huge. It guides us to lead others. That's how important it is. Leadership intuition delivers valuable foresight. You know, that sentence is powerful. Leadership intuition delivers valuable foresight. Intuition is not hocus pocus. It's experience reapplied. So the more you have experience with leadership and growth and coaching and developing or whatever it is, that that is all feeding your intuition of knowing how to handle obstacles, people, conflicts, risks, assessments. So we're going to do a podcast coming up soon on intuition and how to build it. Okay. Number 10, the middle class. I love this one. I love everyone. Okay. The middle class coaches through logic 
world-class thinkers coach through emotion. Now, off topic a bit, middle-class thinking thinkers generally don't have a goal that they're obsessed with, okay? And when you don't have a goal that you're obsessed with, you coach through numbers, you coach to what's average, you coach to what's probable, you're probably a really boring conversation. And I'm saying that with love, okay? You're not the coach that's today that's leading a team to a Super Bowl victory. You're not the coach, the world-class thinkers are not the coaches with two minutes left down by two touchdowns in the pouring rain, pulling down the helmets of the people on their team, giving a victory speech and casting a vision for how they think it's possible that they can go and score two touchdowns. Okay. And you could take that analogy and apply it to anything you do for a living. The logic, logic, they're looking at something and saying, there's two minutes left. We gave it our all. There's next year, there's next game, the most we could do. This is the most we've ever done. The team has never won. Let me tell you something. When a team in sports is not winning, let me tell you who the first one to go, not the players, the coaches, okay? World-class thinkers coach through emotion. They believe they can win, okay? And this, the reason why this one is one of my favorite, so what is emotion, right? So if we're world-class and we're coaching through emotion, it's energy in motion. So really think about this. World-class thinkers are visionaries. We're constant creators. I've said it earlier in the episode. We see what we want. We coach on vision. World-class thinkers coach on possibility, not probability. World-class thinkers see the invisible, and we believe the impossible. World-class thinkers transfer their energy and vision of what they believe they can do and what they believe others can do. And so do you see why it's important to expand and grow into a world-class thinker? Because otherwise, here's the reality. We hold everyone back. Does any of this, any of these characteristics that we just got went over, does any of this sound familiar, right? I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios. You're thinking of somebody, you're coaching somebody. He's never gone above this number. He or she's never gone above this number before. So logically, I'm just going to coach them there. Like this is the most they've ever done. So I'm going to coach them there, right? Or there's only X amount of days left in the month. And this is like the logical goal. This is the safe goal. I'm just going to coach them there. I don't want to make them nervous. I just want to see if I can help them just achieve a little bit more. They don't believe it. So they can't cast it. Middle-class thinkers can't see it. Middle-class thinkers see what is. World-class thinkers see what can be. Middle-class thinkers use their eyes. World-class thinkers use their imagination. World-class thinkers are filled with energy and vision to coach to greatness. Our team will never rise beyond our level of belief. They will never achieve more than we think they can achieve. When we stay where we are, we hold the world back. The great ones, right? The greatest success stories have wealth because they are world-class. They have a wealth of experience, a wealth of compassion, a wealth of spirit, and a wealth of humility. Greatness is awe-inspiring. Success is exciting, 
But very often it's not lasting without depth, without growth, without vision. And the goal of growing to world-class, the world-class is greatness personified, right? Think world-class, be world-class. Remember, we don't attract what we want in this world. We attract what we are being. And we're on a journal journey to level up. And this is an area, the way we think is a gigantic area and an opportunity to continually level up. So next week, we're going to talk about becoming the leader that you'd want to follow. Have an amazing week. Remember, affirmations are Wednesday. Full episodes are Monday. Wishing you all an incredible week. Love you.